Anyway. The importance of Lazy, Lazy Sunday was not apparent at the time, but it actually is a hugely... Tonight, I want to talk about a game mm-hmm. on this 113th spooky podcast because it's, uh, it's one day away from yes, Halloween. All Hallows Eve. All Hallows Eve. I hope no one eggs my house. I hope so too. Or hits my mailbox. You have a big target shaped house. I know. You should probably not paint that I, giant red circle in front of it. <laughs> I shouldn't have put that giant bullseye. I dare you. <laughs> no. Um, I want to talk about a game where you're fighting against corporations. And hacking yeah. uh, the net, as it were. All right. Where's my uh, ripper dock? Where do I go? Oh, no, no. Get my no, eyeballs no, ben, replaced. No, no, that's not, no. What if that's I, not the game, Ben. The corpse? We're going to go <laughs> to the outer worlds. Uh, <clears throat> I think I've beaten more Obsidian games than you. Uh, yeah. Because I, would, I have done their old so. CRPG. Yeah, they're, uh, they're kind of, so Obsidian. Old, new art CRPG. Obsidian's a... Uh, I think a great company. I've always I've always paid attention Obsidian, to what they do. AKA Troika. AKA Black Isle. AKA yeah, Black they, Isle. they have this yeah. crazy lineage, which has always kind of been one of their biggest assets. Um, but uh, ever since, I guess I would say, maybe, it, I want to say it predates Fall of New Vegas, but Obsidian didn't exist for a lot before Fall of New Vegas. Like, Knights of the Old Republic 2 is probably the first game of theirs where I saw a logo and was like, fucking A. Like, some that, yeah. that someone else is doing something different. Because I, unlike the lion's share of people thought KOTOR 2 was interesting if fucked up even at launch it, it had a renaissance where people came back to it years yeah, later and there but was I a, remember the, when it launched people hated that game I mean I hated that game yeah and but I mean I, but, but that's also a thing of like expectations yeah They're, they were I feel like most people were expecting a fucking Star Wars game right. not a Obsidian grim Obsidian was mo- like hey why don't we think <clears throat> about this for a second and everyone was like no right, so this <laughs> is yeah we're gonna, this is a preface for the future discussion we're gonna right. get into a lot of I'm going to talk about the lineage, quote unquote. Um, but when I talk about like Kodor One, mm. I, I am aware that it is not a Troika game. No, that said, but that, that dictated the formula, right? They, the it the is always... structure of taking the D and D rule set yes. and applying it to yeah, or, or, various other things, or the idea of having companions with loyalty quests right. and like all that stuff. Yeah, um, which you know, I mean, I'm aware. Bioware definitely had their hands in with Baldur's Gate and stuff. Yes. prior to this, the, but yes, if you want to really get into it, yeah, like I like these guys when they're doing Planescape Torment. It's all yeah. this, like Chris Avalon. It's all the same. It's the same ethos that they go right. through the games, if not necessarily writing stuff. Yeah, we should have looked it up beforehand what the first Obsidian game is, but the first one I remember. Uh, was it was, was it not Alpha Protocol? No, it was Nice Little Republic. Oh, too, as far as I right, can right, 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 right. But then Alpha Protocol was big. That was Sega. Yep. And, and that was, was their that first big original thing. Original prior IP. to that, they were an IP shepherd. Essentially, they were given yeah. things, and they did their kind of like Black Isle inspired take on them. Yeah. And uh, but a lot of times they were making sequels to other games. In the case of Kotor, Kotor Two, they had to take the framework that Bioware. Used. But same thing with Neverwinter Nights Two. They just same took thing the with framework and Two. Yeah. Same thing with Fallout New but, Vegas. So that was kind of their thing for a long yeah. time. Yeah. So so just to set expectations about what we are talking about with this game, it is I expect the following. I expect Correct. very story driven. I expect moral gray areas right. up the wazoo and moral Lots decisions. Lots of like naughty branching quests, not yes. just like the old the Bethesda fallouts where it's good, bad, middle. Uh, these ones have weird things that wrap around and contradict. Or you other can things. just cut out other things, or yeah. sometimes characters are straight up lying to you. I like, think you know the the quest that one of the first quests in Fallout New Vegas with the the um, the power plant and yep. the, the ghoul yeah, town yeah, and yeah, the, yeah, that yeah. that feels very similar to the first quest in this game. Yes, um, but it's very much like both sides have a point, and there's very there's yes. myriad and, different ways to play them against each other yes. and all sorts of fun. You stuff. have companions of different moral alignments, so yeah. <clears throat> very dense kind of like quest design. Yes. 
extremely detailed dialogue trees right. is definitely in there. Right. So like you're, is, you're spending five to ten minutes in dialogue trees. From yeah, this, is, this is not Bioshock Infinite. This and is, it's not what Fallout decided to do, which is what if we just got rid of that annoying talking, <laughs> which started with Fallout 4 and was fully realized in Fallout I mean, this is, this is a different podcast and discussion, but I would say... No, but I think... To that, I'd yeah. say I liked... I ultimately... Compared to Fallout Three and Fallout One, I love them both, but yeah. I will I would always take Fallout Three because yeah. I have done Fallout One to death, and that is a natural consequence right. of story based content, right? Which is that's what we can get into this discussion after because you've seen it enough, yeah, yeah, and and so you are relying on inter- in- interesting, um, can like interesting encounters right. that are generated, right? Um, as opposed to Obsidian content, which is you get through it and that's pr- you, yeah. you can go back and do it different ways and be like, what happens if I train change the track here? Yeah. Oh, that's where it ends. Uh, but up. I mean, ultimately, this is not a systems driven game. It, it, no, it's you. It even looks like it looks like yeah. a, a sim game. Like right. a, the only system that is driving it is the math behind your like character class and yeah. character stats, essentially. Um, um, and that's totally an, a totally opaque system. You can look at it any time. Yeah. So by that nature, also, there's, I'm assuming there's going to be some spoilers. Yeah, not not any further than where you are, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm <laughs> I'm I've gotten past like the second major area, which is first area is Terra Two. That's where the main like first big moral quest and yeah, yeah. Stuff. It, that's the White Orchard of. And then there's the space station Citadel like place, and that's kind of what I just finished. So pretty early in the game, from what I understand, or, or like first third. Yeah, probably. holy dude, that when you get to Monarch, it just goes in a million different directions. Yeah, that, that's what fuck. I've heard is Monarch is the big open world planet, essentially. Like it has the biggest chunk of landmass. I believe so. Un- that took, uninterrupted. That took probably me like maybe 12, 13 hours. Maybe, yeah, so know. that's like the meat of the game, at least in the middle part. And you get the like interesting faction interplays and stuff. Yeah. But um, th- th- factions this- are also a big part of Obsidian games. Oh my god, and uh, that's and, another and, thing. And reputation. That, yeah, and it's another thing that Bethesda. Well, I guess they haven't really gotten rid of, but like they did get rid of for seventy six, but like four has plenty of factions, so that doesn't really too many and like carry water just don't even make sense. They're also not great factions. No, but that's because Bethesda has problems. That's because they can do a puddle, which is that it's incredibly wide but not very deep in anything, and that's their problem. And that's you know when you go back to something like Fallout New Vegas, it's it's pretty apparent there's a different hand at work because their quests are dense, but there's not as much of it. the game that you pick a direction and walk in is Bethesda. Right. The game that you chew on moral dilemmas or like want to see how this plays out or right. fuck people over is a, an Obsidian game. Right. Okay. Now that we've made that distinction, um, shooting is fine. It's fine. It's just fine. It's, it's like it's, it doesn't it, get in the way, and that's the that's it's the thing. Certainly better than Fallout. Oh my god! Um, By head and shoulders. I don't know if it's better than Fallout Four. I think Four's guns felt a little punchier, but uh, yeah. the. You know, so there's not vats in this game. There's tactical time dilation, which is essentially the same thing. But um, I find that to be... I find it way more fun than vats. Because vats is so, like... Like, it's cool to watch the cutscene or whatever for vats, but, like... It's janky, dude. It's janky, yeah, and it's it, also... Um, it's... I don't know. It's weird, because, like, when 76 came out and made vats real-time, that was weird. But this is, like, a in-between, because stuff still happens. Like, stuff's still moving, but it's moving so slow you can... Do, do which, something which about th- it. This is, I don't know if it's on me. I just assumed I didn't want to burn that meter. Right. So I would only go into it in and out. And then I realized, oh no, like you're yep. just supposed to stay in it until well, you fire. Exactly. And I had no yeah. fucking idea it for like half of... Until you move it, it doesn't... Yeah, it's kind of like or shoot, um, it'll drain. I'm trying to think. It's like uh, invisibility powers in Dishonored where they're very yeah, yeah. useful when yeah. you're still, but once you start moving, they drain really yeah. fast. But it, this is useful still in, in right. the way that like... You yeah. can fucking analyze the whole situation. You can tell, okay, my yeah. gun is doing this damage. I need to do more. And I think what makes the... So tactical time dilation, once you level up, 
whatever in combat guns or melee, you get the ability to do different status effects based on limbs. And unlike Fallout, where it's kind of a role of like, when you shoot someone in the head, they might also go blind. Yeah. Like, it's guaranteed. Yeah. And so you know to be like, all right, maim this guy so he can't shoot, cripple this guy so he can't move. And execute this guy, this guy low on so health. So it, yeah. it just feels way more immediately useful than Vats. Vats is like in a guaranteed hit essentially that's the best thing it gives you but it doesn't give you the the status effects and stuff like that yeah. so the, the combat is fine right yeah. i will say it's incredibly easy after you get two companions Dude, like it's out of control like luckily you can tweak the difficulty on the fly uh because i'm just playing this thing for the fucking i'm story. playing on normal for now yeah. i feel like but i'm already reaching the point at where i'm at where there has been no combat hour uh combat encounter in the last couple hours that has given me anything less than a teensy amount of I mean, trouble. I, yeah. Especially yeah. with the character abilities that like stop everything. Oh my God, dude. To you, they're fun. It's a cool thing, but yes, it's, but it, but you and I are not going to spend the bulk of this conversation being like, and then the combat felt great. Yeah. It's like, nah, it's fine. It's, yeah. It, it, it is just one. It, even looking at the upgrades, like I just didn't give a shit about upgrading right. until I got a little bit of resistance, and I was like, oh, I guess I should tinker or whatever. And I will say, like the 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 gunplay is more shootery than Fallout, where it, it does have that kind of dice roll thing. Yeah. Whereas if you point a gun at someone's head and pull a trigger, it's going to hit them in the head. Like uh, and and it it is not a you know I don't know it it's it feels. It doesn't quite feel as meaty as like a real shooter, but it definitely feels like I can play it outside of the vats, and yeah. it still feels like my gun is doing what it should. Whereas, you know, I played Fallout New Vegas earlier this year. The if you play that game as a shooter anywhere oh outside God, of vats, dude, it feels terrible, awful. All the yeah. guns feel like toys. None of the hit reactions, and exist. some of that is Fallout Three, but also some of it is just exactly it's, it's terrible. Obsidian. Yeah. It's also kind of just you know it's they, it's they, they, really just, kept, they just kept bolting onto that engine yeah. like no no we'll add ammo types and we'll it's add very very yeah. so when you compare it to that it's especially like yes pretty good but the victory isn't again the victory is that the combat is serviceable right and that's it um all right let's get into what did you think of the first area specific mm. like at what point did you realize they're like oh, okay this is more open than i thought or for me that's what the realization was it was like oh okay like mm. yeah so, it's, it's still one map right Right, you're but not- it's a decent size like first area they put you in, and and, and, and you know, this is kind of the thing uh, that Obsidian does, which is like they pack these areas with a bunch of overlapping factions and oh and storylines yeah. and stuff like that. Whereas, I guess I think other developers would take this area and it's for this quest, and this area is for this quest, and yada yada. When you're outside of the towns, most of those areas have a purpose tied to a quest, but you can still go explore or whatever. But but the, you know, you kind of immediately see the overlaps between different characters and different factions. I you, mean, you, they immediately introduce you to two very distinct factions. Yeah, you you will pick up something and, and you realize like how important it is, and it was like, oh, like I can I can think of three people that would probably right. want this thing I found. Yeah, there's a lot of instances where you'll find quest items before you know what they do. Yeah, which is interesting, and that's like you know another way the game, and this is not new to this game, but the idea that it is always like recognizing what the player does, so that you'll have a you know when you'll pick up one of those items, then when you get into dialogue with somebody who needs it. it it goes like, you know, it gives you the, it adapts yeah. like very smartly in a lot of ways to that stuff. So that's not a hallmark of Obsidian at this point. I think it's been done in a lot of other games, but it's still something that impresses me when they take the time to go like, oh, the player could have found this already. Yeah. And so this game is all built out of this idea that you can skip and subvert and have, do all sorts of Have you of pickpocketed shit. a quest giver and then asked for it? No, that's Because they wrote, they wrote fucking dialogue for that's that. Fantastic. And it's hilarious. I stole a key card from some dude. <laughs> And then I was like, I'm just going to talk to this fucking guy. And right. like, I talked to him, convinced him to give me the card. He's like, oh, well, I don't know where the hell it is. And like, <laughs> I was like, I know where it is, bro. That's pretty good. So then I was able. So that is what I expect. You like the circular. You can approach a problem from any angle. Like, yeah. 
And if you do enough, and which I was thinking about this today, there are people. There are gonna be people who just shoot their way through this whole fucking totally. game. And you can like you can shoot any NPC. You can literally at the beginning, you know, once you get to the first town, go like, "Hey, this guy broke me out of prison. I know where he is. He's on all these wanted posters." And you will just end up working for the bad guys for the whole game. Oh my god, is that true? Oh yeah, yeah. You can Holy give up shit. what's his name early on, and then you end up working for the board for which the whole is, game. Which is also <laughs> similar to. Um, Alpha Protocol. Right. You can just turn around and be like, ah, fuck, yeah. fuck the company. It reminds like, me a bit of The Witcher 2, which has essentially oh my God. The, a, the, a, a starting act that sets up these two kind of factions, and then you then have to they, choose yes. one faction, and yeah. the middle of the game is completely different depending oh on what God. faction you go with. So uh, th- it's rare to see that in any game, because it basically goes like, all right, guys who made content, half of it's not going to be seen. I know. Um, so it takes... It takes uh, uh, Courage to I mean, do if that. you are if you are working at Obsidian, you pretty much signed up, right? For that, and that's though. their style. I think yeah. a lot of their games, especially Fall New Vegas, was like that game has five endings that are fairly distinct, and there is a point at which you can just do all five of them. So it is a little different, where it doesn't require like The Witcher is like you make this decision early in the game, and it affects the entire rest of the game. Man, um, that's a severe example. I can't. Oh, think wait, of so a whole it, lot of other games. So you're working for uh, Udom or Udom in uh, The Witcher? Or? No, 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 in. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. In Outer Worlds. Yeah, yeah. Udom, the guy with the muscle. Did you meet him yet? You, yeah, you must Yeah, have. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so do you just... Is he your contact? I don't know exactly, because I haven't done it, so... Oh, but I, I But I know that, you know, he's one of the guys you yeah. can turn him into. Um, but either way, it does change, because the, the whole backbone of the story in this game is you're trying to get the chemicals to unfreeze the colonists, and he's sending you to different places. It's the laundry list of things you do in any RPG, yes. where it's like, you gotta go to these four planets and get these three things, and there's a main quest on each planet... Da, 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 da. Um, basically, all that gets shunted, and you do a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. I don't know if it's a completely different story or if it's tweaked versions of the main missions, but either way, uh, that's wild you can do that. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, because there's, there's wanted posters for that character all over. Yeah. So, like, in any other game, it would just be background thing. And, and Obsidian's like, no, you can tell on him. And we, fit, we wrote a whole other game, basically, that, that, that takes that into account. I don't think it would change that much. That would be no, crazy. Well, so I'm probably, like, a, I'm, I'm definitely at or a little bit past the halfway point. Yeah. Um, and it's like, I'm thinking about that, and I'm like, no, all those missions, like... They would make sense in the context of the corp, like right. the board. If they were like, sending you to there, yeah, to, do to stuff. like just kind of troubleshoot shit, right? Yeah, yeah, and represent the corp interests, but. which is very smart. So, like, that's that's a good way to be like, all right, we have this backbone of a game, and then we can slot in and out yeah. who gives you this quest and all that kind of stuff. Um, Again, much like Alpha Protocol, because right. you could do you basically went to the same countries and stuff, but the missions just had different right. contexts. Yeah, which, yeah, of course. I, I would love to see the fucking storyboard. Uh, like diagram. the giant like Holy yarn shit, board right? or whatever yeah um, that'd be crazy uh i gotta take some shots at this game yeah it's a nice looking game it's fine yeah um i do like the look of it like i don't know again like i was telling you i was streaming it to my downstairs tv yeah from my steam machine and it was like down resing a little bit yeah and it just when it's softened up and you're in like the bowels of a lab you're like yeah. this looks fucking great yeah um, it- that said some of the dungeons feel samey oh very much yeah um and that's because a, they are recycling yeah they are recycling the art assets that they have and that was something i was talking about earlier is that uh so this game is significantly smaller in scale than even fall in new vegas both in the game and the, the development of the game. right right because yeah. this is an obsidian game but it's it's a uh, private division which is 2k's kind of indie label essentially that's um, a criterion collection now right and so it's 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 a uh not a budget game. Like, I think this game is absolutely worth $60 just because yes, it's but it is dense. A- but 
but the you, content is in the writing it is, and yeah. how far they stretch all their assets. This is not a Bethesda game where every piece they spent six years making this or whatever. Like yeah. they didn't have. It, it's an incredibly interesting, and I think it's very ambitious for like a small scale. And I think they, uh, but that's the thing Obsidian's been doing pretty much yeah. since they um, kind of figured out the Kickstarter thing, where they were like, "All right, we want to make like." Fairly esoteric old CRPGs. We have to do that through Kickstarter. Yeah. They're going to be fairly small scale, but we can make them on this timetable. So they made Pillars of Eternity, Tyranny, Pillars of Eternity 2. Uh, I think those are all for the old CRPGs from yeah. them. But then also they work on these the South Park games for Ubisoft. Yes. And like so they'll make bigger games. And those games are also of a very high quality. They are not as in-depth as a role-playing game is. Uh, yeah. these games are, but they are definitely... They carry the stamp of Obsidian. I mean, I, I basically am just signing up for a module, a Dungeons and Dragons module told right. by my favorite DM. That's yeah. that's why, like, I and that's a day one purchase. A lot of why, yeah, and I, I think it bears out largely. I think the writing is very good in this game for the most part. It's a, it's it's you know there are things that are broad about it that I don't think work, and there are some things about it that don't totally land. But we I think t- I mean we'll have to do a post op on or a post mortem right. on this because. We're going to make such different decisions already. We've already made yeah. like a bunch of different decisions. Yeah, which is very cool. I think that it that it's a, that it it doesn't just feel like there's like a a couple of prescribed solutions and then some like kind of bolted on like speech checks that they kind of thought of after yeah. the fact. Like it all feels very well thought out. Can you just for the sake of illustration? Can you mm-hmm. walk me through what your what basically the moral how you solve that? Okay, dilemma? so yeah, we I, started talking about the first. I planet. will talk about how. Yeah, I yeah. Will. So okay, the first planet, Edgewater. Uh, the first planet. Terra One, but you're near this company town. So there's a bunch of corporations in this future, and they own this colony Halcyon, which is is Halcyon the system? It's a system. Okay. So they have like a bunch of gas giant yeah. planets. So and they own this solar and, system yeah. essentially, and you're in it. Um, you were a colonist on a ship that was sent to work, and it broke, and they just left you drifting in space. And some weird scientist guy comes along and and unfreezes you. Uh, which also gives you time travel powers. I love that that's how they explain why you have time travel powers is because you you're read just his, frozen for too long. Yeah, did you read his log about it? Yeah. Where he talks about like... It's really good. He just keeps like, he has a probe in your brain and he keeps bumping it. And he's yeah. like, oh, he's alive. He's alive, yeah. Um, and then he's like, oh, he's definitely brain damaged. And though. then there's constant jokes about explosive cell death. And like, it's, you know, it's got a, it does have that kind of dark fallout sense of humor to it, but it doesn't feel like a carbon copy of that. I it would. is not Borderlands edgy. No, no. It is very... Uh, Quote unquote edgy. I'm sorry. I mean, it's interesting because this game has like a bit more uh like of a clear political stance than most games do dude this is a huge which is you know it's you compare it to something like fallout uh, far cry 5 where it's just like no no we don't want anyone to get offended by this they're all bad idiots don't worry about it or there's good people on both sides that's essentially that there's black people in this cult yeah dakota and And it's like come on do you want to work for this donald trump like it's cool he's kooky like that (sighs) kind of shit is not in this game as far as i mean or more pointedly, this game is willing to let you be an asshole, but also react to you accordingly. Yeah. Uh, and and it also has, it has a very strong anti-capitalist sentiment. This is like... Dude, this is an indictment capitalism. This is a late up. capitalist nightmare. That's what this, yes. like this corporation but, owns. People are indentured serv- servants, essentially. Yes. They, they are born into the corp. The corp tells them what they do. From cradle to grave, they work for the corp, and that's it. And they have to literally pay for their fucking grave sites in this town. Yes, like, the, uh, and also on your gravestone is yeah, your net value. Your net value, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, in, it's in bits, yeah. which is the... There are parts of it, I think, that are way too over the top to, like... Re- it's like Fallout, where you have this, like, very... Like, the idea that vault Tech would have fooled anybody doesn't make any sense to me at all. Because no, they're so evil. And yeah. there are companies like Spacer's Choice in this game that are so evil, it's hard for me to even, like... 
I sympathize to some extent with like the Foreman character, Ross. But also, like, if you look at what they're doing, and if you were to take it in any kind of like rational, realistic sense, it's so evil that n- no one should be fooled uh, by but, it. So this is the thing: is this is the whole thing, and right. this is all down to styles. And I think they are definitely going for that nineteen, like the nineteen twenties never ended. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, yeah, Gilded Age is kind of the the governing. It's maybe a little bit Bioshock Infinite, a little bit. Um, I would say Buck Rogers, by, by, or, yeah, Buck like Rogers, Rocket, or the Rocketeer, almost like with the fucking swoopy, right? Like what what we thought of space travel in 1910, right? And like we took a mining town, and that's the aesthetic. and then they opened a giant jar of Firefly and dumped it all over. Oh it. shit, dude, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. you so you have like it's this kind of borscht pot of just like Firefly. Cowboy Bebop in a way, yeah. Alien One, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like the idea that um, uh, Cyberpunk. I like, think Bioshock Infinite plays largely into, especially the aesthetic. Um, but just also like, like the, the, lab, the whole labor relations. The thing, moon. Like, yeah, actually, you're right. Yeah, the moon, um, and it does more with it than Bioshock Infinite does. Um, yeah. Already, even in the first half of the game, it has so something to say. I don't about think we that. are meant to look at this and be like, "Oh, this isn't realistic." For like, no. this is not ad. You know, no, it's Astra, very. Like, it's arch in the way that. Uh, that Fallout is, where it's yes. like very uh, but, dark. But it, there are times when they ask you to kind of look at it in a more grounded, logical sense. And that's maybe the part where it breaks for me just a teensy bit. Just a teensy yeah. bit. And that's so going back to this this first town, uh, you come to this town, it's like uh, a cannery is there, but it's not really producing anything. This town's in horrible shape. People have a plague. Uh, tell, and, tell us first persons because we, get, we right. have to distinguish between what you're going to do and I'm about right. to do. So I get in town and it, there's plague stuff. I literally walk into the plague ward and go no and walk out, <laughs> which is funny because it reminds me of Neverwinter Nights one. That's yeah. a huge plot point. Oh yeah, like I mean they love plague is such a oh, they it, love it. It's right next to uh, um, amnesia is RPG starting quest. Oh my god, generic shit. Like just like oh our town's got a plague. We got to figure it out. Um, and it's weird. So you mentioned Neverwinter Nights one. That to me is like. I like that game, and I like the expansions a lot for that game, but I remember buying that game day one, like, loving that big fucking ring bound, like, oh, this is so great. I was bored to death by that fucking campaign. Oh, dude. Oh, it's my so God. Boring. It's so fucking it's so bad. bad. And I, it, that was widely acknowledged at the time that Absolutely. it was a terrible campaign. But it's an interesting thing, because Bioware had such a sterling reputation, and then this thing came out, and we're like, this is a really great tool set, but holy fuck, this is a terrible campaign. Yeah. But even a lot of the early PR was like, we're building a tool set. Yeah. Like, it was, that was going to be and like... they bored out, because yeah. uh, Hordes of the Underdark, and I forget what the other expansion was, were fucking great. Yeah. Hordes of the Underdark is just one of the best D&D things I've ever seen ever. It's so, so good. And it's an, it's an expansion where you start at max level. It's just full of Because you're cool, making, you're making interesting decisions. And you're in a really cool place. And yeah, you, yeah it, it, it really, it just takes all the like stuff you're waiting to get to in a normal game and just gives it to you. Yes. And like for like showdowns with villains, 40 yeah. hours just concentrated. Yeah. It rules. Was there um, any skill checks in this? Yeah. I'm yeah, oh, sorry. Definitely. One of the other big things, skill checks yes. in this fucking This is game. this is definitely, you know, when you look back at New Vegas and compare it to the newer Fallouts, you're like, "Oh yeah, everyone's like knows one science thing and one." Yeah. And then you go back to New Vegas and it's like half of your dialogue options in a lot of quests are science or engineering yep. or whatever. And that's the same here. Um, which is I think really cool. All right. Um, so you come into town. Okay, so I come yeah. into town and and see the stuff and and then go talk to the foreman and he's like, "Hey, uh, I need you to redivert power from this a commune of deserters they left us uh and they're taking it they took a power converter i don't really know how they're using it and they haven't just sent out soldiers to kill them but whatever it's a video game i have to do it because i am the video well, you, game character you have to say you're stealing a power unit for your ship right yes 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 so your ship is grounded 
because video games and you have to go fix it. So depending on who you go to first, they're like, hey, if you want a power one, take it from these fuckers. Yeah, like divert the power to us because yeah. we, we like Edgewater's case is like, hey, uh, they took it from the corporation. Um, we need it back here to hit quotas or yada, yada, yada. And then you go out to the deserters and they say like, hey, man, fuck those guys. We figured out how to grow stuff again because they've like fallowed the earth from all the all the over over uh, fishing and, and production and all that stuff. So, you know, initially it feels very kind of black and white. It's like, why would you side with the corp there? They treat their, like you literally, the first person I met, at least on the way in was a grave person who was like, Hey, do you want to track down a bunch of people who owe me money for their grave plots? I'm like, fuck <laughs> you, fuck you oh, hard. I'm out of here. And, and, and everything in the town seems awful. And Ross is not a, bad guy per se he's not like mustache he's a middle manager he's a, he's he's a, middle a middle manager, manager. He's, he's beleaguered by the fact that like oh I, I went too far I, you know he recognizes he kind of fucked up so he's a little sympathetic in that way but again this is the point where the goofy cartoon capitalism part like clashes with me feeling sorry for him because like this isn't just like oh they're really cutting into their bonuses or whatever it's like no these people are literally dying in a pauper's grave that you won't even give them because they have a fucking price tag on their on their grave like it's so arch that it kind of it, see it's it's yeah. tough for me in, in certain points all right so what'd you end up doing so anyways yeah so i i got do a bunch of quests and and find a new companion who's this girl who's a mechanic in the town and she uh she comes along with me because that's again video games um <laughs> i just met you i'm gonna go into a horrible dungeon with you and so you go off with her and you go do these quests and da 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 and then you get to the power plant and you, you get to the console that basically says all right can do the binary choice between edgewater and this this deserter camp and when you go up to the console she runs up to you and goes like hey you're gonna make this decision i just want to maybe mention that um you're gonna fucking hurt a lot of people from that town i'm from that town the corporation is not good but these people didn't do anything to deserve this. You are going to totally fuck them over. I've been here my whole life. Like, maybe take that into consideration. And it does really work, like, in some so way. You- I was very conflicted in as far that, like, I shouldn't just do the video game character thing, which is, like, I know everything because I'm the guy who reads all the consoles and can pick all the locks. And it's the artifice of being a video game character. Is right. You know way more than everybody else does. Um, so I kind of was bumping up against that idea of like, well, I know I read an email somewhere that the corp already knows that the Saltuna, which is the fish they're using for the cannery has dried up and that they're going to close that place eventually. So Edgewater's fucked regardless of what I do. And in my estimation, if I cut them off now and they go to the deserters and they make a big hippie commune where they can actually grow stuff, they can sustain themselves because the thing in the outer world is the corp doesn't come and like burn the place to the ground. They just stop caring about it. Yeah. They stop sending supplies. They stop I mean, sending things. The, the whole proposition is that they're at the edge of the fucking galaxy. And so yeah, in it's, the outer world. It's, exactly, yeah, yeah. They, it's not cheap for them to send a fucking freighter with right. people. To so. the point where, you know, your character comes from a freighter that basically burned out halfway there. And they went like, we're not going to get it. Yeah, so they we'll just, just like, leave it, it floating. Yeah. Just fuck them. Um, so, yeah, it, it definitely muddies the waters. And it's a really interesting thing to throw at you right before you make the big decision. So, so what did and you- also to do it with a character you like. I mean, Pravati is just very likable. She's, yeah. she's Kaylee from Firefly. To a T, who's a very likable character on that show. This, this, she is also. I think it's Ashley Birch performing her, but she's really good. All the, a lot of the voice acting in this game is also, yeah, pretty, pretty good. Um, but so, anyways, I, I, I weighed the options and then went like, yeah, but I know better than you, so I'm gonna go ahead and do this. And and I did it. I switched it over to. I switched the power from Edgewater to the Deserters, thinking that you know this is 
the better in the big picture because I have the big picture because I'm a I'm the, I'm the player character. And the thing that I kind of didn't key into as much is that the leader of the deserters is arguably worse in some ways because oh, she she's is the worst. She's very vindictive towards the town, specifically Ross, because he withheld medicine from her kid, which is horrible. So like the motivation for how she is shitty is totally reasonable, um, which is that essentially they, her son got sick and he was not deemed worthy of corporate yeah, treatment. Yeah. So he just he, fucking died. Yes. He was a company asset that there's like, it's not worth yeah. maintaining. And so once I learned from you that the sickness is basically the flu, I felt way less empowered by that anger that she has. Because, like, it's the fucking flu. All you need to do is have a balanced diet. I mean, you, diet. You, it's say that, you say that, but, like, in the 19th and 20th centuries, we had a horrible flu outbreak. Exactly. It's true. And so, that's true. yeah, like, that's the whole fucking thing. It's like... I, right. All right. So, so anyways, yeah, I I, I, you, I had my doubts about her because I had talked to her she before. She was weird, dude. She and she's weird. She, yeah. she seems very vindictive. And, and, and the thing that I think I should have done that may have further uh, twitched around is if you talk to other people in the town... They're also not having a great time. Like, no, they're like, yeah. hey, we did it, but I don't know if this is going to work. Right. Because she's kind of nuts. Like, she thinks she talked to the earth to make it work and that she's just, yeah. So, more mud in the water, which is what they continually keep doing with this thing. But ultimately, I, I decided to do what I thought was best with the information that I had. Um, and so, you go back to town, to Edgewater, because you got to get the power regulator from them because you shut it off. Uh, and they go, like, why the fuck? How, how, why the fuck did you do this to me? And you can tell them essentially, like, I, the company sucks. Oh, I can't believe this, you went back. Well, you have to. You have to get you the power regulator because you would steal the power regulator from them. Oh, right, because they're getting the geothermal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you got to go back to the cannery and steal <laughs> that power regulator. So I go back, and he goes, like, fuck you. I can't believe you fucking did this. Why did you do it? And you can tell him. You can tell him a bunch of stuff. And they, that part was a so little... So what did you say? Were you like, so I, I said, like, you know, this is never going to last, something like that. And he's like, whatever, blah, blah, blah. You fucked me. You fucked everybody else over. <laughs> I should have never trusted you. I got a bunch of armed guards. And you can do a check to say, like, hey, we don't need to do that. But I wasn't high enough to do that. So I had to, I had to waste them all. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it, he's right next to the room where oh, the power shit. converter is. So I just had to kill, like, four guys. Take yeah, the power converter. Just run out of town. So it wasn't really, like, this big shootout. It wasn't Valentine from Red Dead Redemption 2 where I killed oh everyone God, in town dude. for no good reason. Because um, you showed up. You did it because Micah told yeah, you to. That's the worst. Best buddy Micah. Um Off. God, that fucking mission sucks. I can hear his fucking voice. Ugh. Anyway. Anyways, talk about a game that doesn't let you do anything outside the prescribed Holy box. shit. You color outside the lines. Yeah. It is mission failed. Um, but you, did, you, you basically, you, you did the best with the information you had. Yeah, and I, I, I felt like if I had actually dug a little deeper into the other settlement and not Edgewater, I probably would have come out differently. But Yeah, um, so, my, so just to give you a parallel. Right. So what did you do? Okay, walk into town. Yeah, so end of that story is I, I got the power regulator, got my ship, and fucked off, and I haven't <laughs> been back since. <laughs> Which is great. Yeah. Oh, also, this kind of game kind of runs with Star Trek 1, mm. in that you show up to a lot of abandoned facilities, and Starship Troopers, and then you show up to abandoned facilities where something horrible happened, and you're right. like, mm, something, mm, what, what I gotta figure a, it out. What's a corporation? Anyway. Yeah. Show up into town. Well, first off, my landing pod crushes the character, the Han Solo character, I love which that. is fucking hilarious. <laughs> very funny. And um, he's like, that's a funny character because he owned the ship that you have. Yes. And so the onboard AI, who probably might be my favorite character. Ada, I, Ada's great. I had a great Instagram story with her, her <laughs> face, because she's rolling her eyes at me while I she's love, fucking telling me. So like, she's Fuck just you, like Ada. a computer face, and she has like f- like two expressions, frowning her like content. And I think she smiles. And then her eyes look like two directions. Yes. But they do so much with that just yeah. by timing it. It's so When good. you ask very stupid questions, she will look up into the left and be uh, like, uh-huh. <laughs> it's really funny. Um, um, 
And I think she's in love with Captain Hawkeye. Right. So she the, is the character that got crushed by your escape pod, like there's a lot of story about him and how he made her the way she is. Yes. It's, I, I really like that stuff. So uh, I have not unlocked further discussions with her about that, which bums me the fuck no, out. No, a lot of times I've tried to talk to her about it. She's like, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, I like that she's tacitly saying, like, I have self-intelligence, but we both can't say that I do. So don't worry about don't it. Don't worry about also, it. Also, yeah. I have to call you Captain Hawthorne. Yep. Forever. Which is hilarious. And um, you can, every planet you go to, you can introduce yourself as Captain Hawthorne instead of your yes. name. Uh, which I have not done because that was also in Planescape Torment. Uh, right. You can make up the name Aiden. Mm. Uh, at the end of that game, if you say it enough times, because it's Planescape, you make Aiden. Right. And he will tell, you can talk to Aiden. He'll be like, yeah, oh, I just, good. I came into, like, I just came into being. Right, because Planescape you, has this weird. If you believe it enough, yeah. it's true. Um, anyway, rock into town. Well, I didn't rock into town. I was like, I guess I'm just going to wander around. And, tr- and so I started shooting the primals, mm-hmm. which uh, on normal you can get away with if you run around. Yeah, they're like giant um, ape monsters. Yeah, well, so this lady tries to charge me parking fines. And I'm like, fuck no, I'm the inspector. So I'm already <laughs> lying about. Right. And I'm, I got really self-conscious about not being in an, an outfit. Because they're all commenting on it. They do. Yeah, they say if you. So like you start with like a, 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 a space suit. It's got like tubes hanging off and shit. It doesn't look very cool. And it has bad armor. So the first armor you probably find is bandit armor. Yeah, and yes. And you and put it on, and you're like, you go to town, they're like, you shouldn't be wearing that. Yeah. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. The games uh, don't usually pay attention to that. That and, doesn't really come back. And it doesn't really matter, but it's cool that they throw yeah. it in there at least. Um, so I just started like shooting marauders. I didn't really know. I was like, I guess these are the raider-likes, which yeah. they are, obviously, the, yeah. the raider analogs. That's a weird thing, is like that faction never... Or, Maybe it does later on, but the marauder, the generic enemy faction, never gets explored in any way, which is weird because even Fallout gives the ghoul stories and other stuff like that. Uh, yeah, marauders are literally they, they have a little throwaway line. That's someone in Edgewater. They're basically like, yeah, they're just like whoever walks the fuck away from this. Right, like you right. can you can say you can like. There is one quest in that first area with that girl from town who you can go get back, Zoe. Oh, and yeah, and yeah, when yeah, you yeah, find yeah. her, she's just like, oh, that would be fun. And it's just like, it's a very Fallout kind of quest yes. where it's like, okay, so murdering and stealing from people is fun? I don't understand why you're cool, but yeah, I don't know. whatever. Uh, it's a very like flip kind of like, ah, oh, I just thought it would be fun. Yeah. I was bored. Um, you, you, anyway, <laughs> so they kind of imply that that's what happens to people yeah. who leave. The you just, yeah, you just say, fuck it. Like, well, that's the other thing is that you, have no, you don't have a choice. You're either, right. you're either here for the corporation or not. This was never right. Earth. Right. The people in the solar system have always been company people. They always, as far as exactly. they know, will be. Yeah. So people like your outrage about the and rightfully so about the like the having to pay for your own funeral. Right. Um. I mean that happened in the twenties and there's like a whole yeah. There's like yeah. the mining towns and blah blah blah. But for I I was like role playing my character and I was like well like this system's always been around. Mm-hmm. I mean and this chick seems like a fucking weird witch. Well and more I think the thing that helped when I heard other people make that decision is like go with the person who's been here. Don't come there and go like I see, know everything. Fuck you. See so here's the thing is that they if you talk to, like you said if you visit both the towns mm. I, immediately I was like there's no way that they're going to survive without each other. Right. Someone has to like and it's not that I was you still have to cut the power to someone. Right. And so when I went, when I cut the power on the commune, yeah. they're just, you didn't do that, right? No. So you just go and they're just all standing around a campfire Aww. and they're not even like mad at you. They're just right. kind of like, holy shit, the fucking power's out, dude. Right. And th- you can commiserate with them. Oh, that's weird. Um, but yeah, you yeah. literally just walk up to her. I forget her name. It's not Adelaide. S- Adelaide. Yeah. You literally walk up to her and you're like, yeah, I cut your fucking power. <laughs> I just told her. I was like, yeah, I cut your fucking power because so I, I need this for my ship. I had a good experience. Along those lines with, um, and this is a very like kind of obsidian level of detail that I wouldn't have thought of because I think of, when you play the game, it's easy to fall into like, oh, this plays like Fallout. It probably yeah. works in the same logic. So there's a, a quest where you have to go to this lab and get some research. Uh, and there's two factions there. There's kind of the, the corp 
has sent some mercenaries there, and yeah. then there's some outlaws who are trying to steal stuff. And you can work those two factions against each other, and there's other stuff in there. Uh, it's a very dense little area. It's kind of neat. But um, So I ended up talking with the outlaw, and she told me what the plans were. Is this the one in the cage? Yeah. Oh, yeah, And yeah, she's yeah. like, it's diet toothpaste. That's what you're risking your yes. life for. I'm like, fuck this. It's great. <laughs> so I immediately turned on the corp guy because it's just like... He sends me into this horrible place just to steal a recipe for diet toothpaste, which is a great, like, dark comedy comment on capitalism. Just like, what are we going to do? We need to make more products. Diet toothpaste. So I never talked. great. I didn't talk to any of those quest givers. I just landed and went into the lab. Oh, nice. Yeah. Because I was was looking to make money. Yeah. So I didn't even talk to the corp. Yeah. Like, I didn't talk to any of them. Um, but I noticed when I was like destroying their robots and stuff, my uh, opinion was falling. Oh, I was like, oh, funny. shit, should I not? <laughs> nice. Um, so what did I end up doing? I basically just, I gave them all their shit back mm. uh, and then ground the money my own way. Yeah. Uh, anyway. So, yeah, the thing that was neat there is, so I talked to her. So I went in. So basically when you come to this underground lab, there's one entrance ahead that literally yeah. says yeah, yeah, so-and-so yeah. secret lab on the front of it. <laughs> so which good. is very funny. And then off to the other side, there is a, a mercenary who's like, hey, I lost a cigarette case. Can yeah, you get it for me? Yes, you yes, go yes. get it for her. She goes like, all right, I'll put it in good word with my commander. You can go in this way. And so you go in that way and it's a little, it's a different path. Um, and so I went in that way and da-da-da, got through, snuck past some stuff, went to talk to her. I was like, okay, I'm going to go do this thing. And then I did all the stuff in there and knocked out the monsters you're supposed to knock out. And then I went through the front where all the security guys were. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll just walk past them. They don't even know what I was doing in here because it's a video game. And right. it, just like a Bethesda game, if they can't see me, it didn't happen. Uh, and as soon as I walked into the room, guys like, hey, you fucking traitor. I saw everything. <laughs> we were watching the security oh. cameras. What did you think I was doing? I'm did like, he? oh, yeah, there are security cameras everywhere. <laughs> That's pretty smart. Holy shit. And so he, he, he dressed me down. And I, I, you know, I was able to persuade him to be like, hey, man, look everything's dead here they're gone already just leave like yeah right like and he's like we gotta do it for the corp and i'm like dude the corp doesn't care about you or moreover the scientist who sent you here cares more about what the corp thinks of him than yeah. he cares about you Man. um and then when i so i sent him away and i went back to town to turn in that quest he's yelling at the at the mercenary yes, he's yeah, like yeah, yeah. you couldn't stay there and he's like why would we stay there it's like really cool how all those dominoes yeah work um and that's just a, a good example of something that i would have normally said like well if they don't have security cameras looking at me with a sight meter and all these other mechanics, then they don't matter. But like narratively you can just say like, Hey, there's security cameras here. We were watching, which is such a D and D ass thing. Exactly. Right. Like, yeah. I love that. I really, um, that no shit. They saw you, right? Like, yeah. and it's great that you just walk into the room. and He's like, Hey fucker, <laughs> I so, saw what you did. So this is maybe, I, maybe I'm like an EU, I guess I'd be labeled an EU apologist, but like if there is a weakness of the game, it's that, you know, just cause I've played so many of them. Right. I know where like, I'm like, there's gotta be a, so me going into the yeah. game, I was role playing a little bit and being like, this town is fucking failing. This commune is not going to last because none of these people know what the fuck they're doing. Right. Their engineer literally had to get him instruction manuals. Yeah, I should, that should have keyed me into with that quest. I should have been yeah. like, oh, yeah, these guys don't know what the fuck so they're it's doing. It's very clear that no one, like, they're just a bunch of fucking hippies. Not hippies, yeah. but kind of. Well, she is, kind of. She definitely yeah. is. And then they're just kind of free spirits, quote She's, unquote. She's, uh, what is it, in Deadwood, uh, Hurst? He's the boy the earth talked to. That's what she is, yeah. basically, this person. Like, it's a mystical connection to the world. It's crazy. Um, and so I was like, the, the the snarky middle road yeah. is that no one gets what they want, but they'll survive. But they'll and, survive. And, and so you basically, I told her, fuck you. Yeah, of course I cut your power. Uh, and I was like, but what if I can, I'll get the guy to leave. I'll, and she's like, well, you either have to kill him mm-hmm. or, or, do, or get him to leave. Get yeah. him to leave, but I, you're going to have to kill him. Right. And of course, it's like all these very high dialogue checks, but I 
that's what I fucking I was like, this yeah. is an obsidian game. I I don't give a fuck if I have no strength or whatever. Yeah. Jack's as soon up. as I realized that defense doesn't actually raise your survivability, yeah. nope. it just changes how you can dodge. I was like, yeah. never gonna put anything don't, into that. No, don't even bother. <laughs> um so I went back, rocked up on the dude, and I was like, yeah. I was like, I did cut the power, but motherfucker, you have to leave. Right. And he was like, Why would I do that? I like this whole thing is my life. I, I'm not high enough in the corp where I can retire safely. Right. And I was just like, yes, but you give a shit about the town. I know you do. You're right. And th- that's what it did. That decision felt real to me. Like, yeah, it was like, that's the case I'd make in real life. It's like, look, like, dude, level like, with each other here. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, and more often than not in this game, if you just level, not all the time, they're like, I actually just finished a whole quest line. And I mm. really fucked it up. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I basically said exactly what was on my mind. And the person was like, then fuck you. And yeah. I didn't foresee it. I just assumed. And so anyway, I just got burned by that. But more often than not, like, communicating and coming to the back to the table with more information mm-hmm. will not give either party what they necessarily want exactly. Right. But they'll survive. Right. And that's, I don't know. I, yeah. I think I can see the big dilemma in the game is like, yeah, well, it, it's weird because I don't think the game is like, if you smash this corporation, everybody's no. free. It no, does no, 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 not no. take that tact, which I think is very if you, smart. If you hashtag smash the state. Because they are well aware that the system of capitalism that this whole game is, has, has perverted is a system that has been around for a very long time. Well, obviously, that, we that live was, in a yes. version of it. So it's, it's. I, I think if they had done a more like, that would have been even more arch in the way where I couldn't buy into <sighs> it. So the fact that they, even though some of the like details of what they're doing, like the dye toothpaste is hilarious because they're like, hey, um, so we put a bunch of this monster venom in it that ex- accelerates your <laughs> appetite. Uh, but it causes a lot of blindness. So, like, just the, the idea that, like, the trials of toothpaste would lead to, like, dozens of human deaths is, like, absurd in... In a good... In a fallout way. But in a fallout right. way, exactly. Um, it's the same thing when people are like, why, why are the cars be... Why can you... Why are the cars have nuclear reactors in them? I'm like, do you not... Because it's fallout. Because it's fallout. <laughs> yeah. It is not real life. I'm sorry. Like, this stuff doesn't really make sense when you think about it. My but, biggest fucking gripe with Fallout 2... Yeah. Just to <laughs> shit on Obsidian a little bit. Not that... You know, they have not done nothing. Like, Excuse no me, ills. Black Isle at the time. whatever. <laughs> um... I still can't forgive them for putting real guns in that game because it brought all the wrong people onto the message boards. I'm just like, well, this is fucking Desert Eagle. Like, I've, oh, and, right. Yeah, and it's yeah, like yeah. the realism thing. And Jeff Green got into the famously, yeah. got into a fucking knockdown drag out fight about weapons in, and it's just like, this is, why would they put if in If they real just guns? called it an AK-42, no one would be having this conversation. I, I don't know. It's just like, yeah. I, I was like, oh, I can just picture the fucking... Uh, trench coat mafia kids being like, dude, and then get this. Yeah. You fucking level up your guns and you can shoot dudes in the eyes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm just like, that's you can not slaughter the whole town, bro. Yeah. It's so good. Um, and yeah. I just have no, I don't know, I hate that. It's the same with Jagged Alliance. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, because all the guns are accurate. It's and that's the fet- It's like military, yeah. military fetishism. Fetishism. It's right? what like, Rainbow Six used to be before. But see, <laughs> I. But that's Tom Clancy's brand, so I can't really be yeah, surprised but I, by Rainbow that. Rainbow Six was generally like the world had to come together. Well, yeah, right? and like, like the thing about the guns in Rainbow Six prior to, I guess Vegas is the game that really sends it th- off in the there other are no, direction. There are no weapon models in Rainbow Six. Right, you literally just it just says but the ballistics are all accurate. Right, and like that that for me was interesting. Yeah, but not like I, I think I, I wasn't playing it to shoot my BFF. I remember me. Rainbow Six Three was the first one I really got into because you could see the guns on screen. And I was like, oh my Whoa. god, dude! I I was total opposite. <laughs> I was addicted to that Rogue Spear and then SWAT Four. Yeah, um, SWAT, SWAT Four is so, so fucking good. Oh, well, that was the thing with with Ghost like, Recon. Tactical shooting is the, I, I, yeah. yeah. The original Ghost Recon also does not have any gun models. It is a crosshair. Yes. But I love it. Those gotcha. guns still. I mean, because you took so few shots in that game, everything felt so significant. Yeah. 
Uh, Ghost Recon's a very good game. I, Sidebar. <laughs> We're talking about the original. Yes, yes. yes. Okay. And its expansions, what was it? Island Thunder, and I can't remember the other one. Desert was. Storm. Not Desert Storm, but Desert Thunder or something. Something or, like I, that. Yeah, yeah. anyway. Um, Anyways, yes. <laughs> there's, a, yeah, there's a fetishism that, that yeah. thank God, isn't brought to this game. No, like the combat, game like is I said. all goofy sci-fi guns. Um, also, I'm pretty sure it's an alternate timeline because radiation doesn't exist. Right. That's what NRG is. There, or, yeah, there's a different type of radioactivity, yeah. essentially. Yeah. I think it's the same, but it's... They just have like a corporate name for it. Right. right. It's fucking bizarre. N-rays. That's yeah. what they are. N-rays, that's it. Uh, and you can get N-radiated, which is fucking hilarious. <laughs> um, but their capital, their takedown capitalism is... But it's full. Th- it, it is full throated in some way that Dude, it's just like, hey, fuck this. I can't talk. <laughs> I can't talk too much more because later in the story, like it gets like, yeah, there is definitely an, an antipathy towards all capitalism, and it's just like, I have not seen a good. So you're the the priest, yeah. the vicar, right? Um, he is the stand-in for your company man, right? And you, he's grading, right? Like, yeah, I, I'm. I don't mind him because he's been to prison. He's a reform man, so that, that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, but he just has no satisfactory defense for the corporate. No one, no one in this game does. That's been a trouble I've had a couple and of times I'm where kinda, I run up against something so monstrous, and I can't say like, "But what about this?" And and it should be a conversation I can have. And that's this is a thing that is a follow through of their writing style, where you expect that. I wouldn't expect that from a Bethesda game. No, I wouldn't expect that from Bethesda a Bioware never, game. Look at their one big moral decision about yeah. the Empire and the Nords. It didn't matter. Right. Like, and largely it didn't you know, matter. I could find a note and a vault that like contradicts nearly everything about the quest, but I'm never going to be able to bring that up to the person R- quest right. giver because that's not the type of games right. they make. Obsidian does make that type yeah. of game. And so when they do sidestep a big question from a uh, from one of the court people when I should be able to say, like, what about this? And there's nothing there for it. That yeah. feels like... I'm docking it for points where other games wouldn't even go there, but since it's them and since they are going there, I feel I can feel the absence. Yeah, I mean, and, and whatever. I'm not standing up for giant corporations that are fucking people over. I'm no. just saying. Usually, like, I mean, in their own games, there's been like, right. there's always the, there's a lawful evil guy. Right. So Mandalore, even in Kodar One, like Mandal, he's he's fucking yeah. Mandalore, and he's like, yeah. yeah, I just love killing people and I yeah. love war. <laughs> and you could he'll it's just my favorite. You can pick his brain about it if you really want to, but it is a genuine. Like, it is representing everything you are generally opposed right. to. He's just there for the adventure. And you can ask him, like, hey, why the fuck? And that's just absent? I, I don't yeah. know. I'm, I'm, I'm about 32, 33 hours in. And this is a point where it's like, is this because they were working within a smaller framework with this game? They couldn't go down every avenue of every I, quest because it's a budget kind of project. Um, but, well, so it's coming together... I will have more to say at the end of this week, obviously. I'm right. pretty close to just blowing open this, like, the I think what is the core mystery of the game or the right, core right. dilemma. And it's like, mm. I'm like, holy shit, this is getting, the stakes have been upped and I, you in know, a realistic way. In vague ways, I have heard that the way that it all, like, kind of comes together is is much more ambiguous than most of the endings of the Fallout games would be. Where they are like, you definitively did good or you definitively did bad. Like, this is not that. I think um, there are only, there are just... They're just consequences. Right. Right. I, I think there's more aware of the complexities of this system as opposed to capitalism bad, X good. Because it doesn't do that, which I think yeah. is also to its advantage because I think that's but, hard to do in a like fantastical framework and then also convince. I you. mean, I take, I take it back. There is a character that you meet and you start running for like jobs for her. Mm-hmm. Well, Sublight. Yeah. And you're like, oh, you're, you're kind of an, you're a freelancer. You're not a corp corp. Right. Right. But you, you're outside of the system and you're fucking terrible. Yeah. They're um, they basically just basically say like, yeah, we're basically glorified like pirates. Yeah. We're, we're smugglers. Just, we're, we're, they just, they 
have you done um station 1086 yet mm. all right basically they just they basically say to people hey i heard that this ship is kind of out on the other side and like mm. it's gonna be, be a picked shame up if something yeah, happened to yeah, it yeah, yeah. and like they just show up and they say evacuate or we're gonna fucking blow you up and they then is like, oh look, we found the salvage yeah yeah um they are just pieces <laughs> and it's like so the, i mean in that way they're offering an alternative to the corpse which is just like but it's very mercenary in that way, where it doesn't it's have a, well, any. This is the thing, right? Like grounding principle. If you're, if you're stuck between, and this is happening in countries all over the world. Yeah. If you're guaranteed rights by the federal government, but the federal government is failing you, but they still uphold some of the rights, isn't that better than than complete anarchy? Than complete yeah. fucking anarchy, where it is. I mean, and this is this plays into the vicar's religion of right. science, scientism. Right. Um, is just like no, the weak are meant to be consumed. Like that's the other thing that you have to wrap your head around is right. that this community. It's full of people who are just like, oh, I guess, I mean, before, like, feminism, I would imagine. This is how... Right. Well, and, and this also makes sense for a system that has been embroiled in this capitalist... Forever. Because, you it know, is kind t- of part of the myth of capitalism is that if you if you work hard enough, you're going to succeed. Yeah. And and, and that, that there there are extraordinary people and there are, you know, it's not exactly a meritocracy, but kind of is. You, like, you get into it with a character later in Byzantium and mm-hmm. you basically get into a thing about estate tax. Yeah. You get in, you get into it with this girl and just like, well, no offense. She's like, well, we live in a system where money determines your net value. So if you don't have money, you're worth nothing. Right. And your character's making the argument, if you can choose to, of course I made the argument. I was yeah. like, inheriting wealth is not indicative of anything you have done. No, it is you, not and merit. She, she exactly. will debate back to you and be like, well, but I, you know, my parents did work hard enough and I am of my parents. And right. th- and I'm just like, no other fucking $60 game is going to bother getting exactly. into this, which is why I paid the $60, yeah. right? Is because I knew I was going to get something like this. Like, it, for my criticisms earlier about how it can get a little too arch in that way, like, the fact that it even takes a stance on that is extraordinary. Crazy, right? And <laughs> like, I'm not going to say that. I mean, clearly the devs, because they wrote the dialogue, of right. course they have a stance. Yeah. Um, but it is... It took me out of it because I'm yeah. just in my head. I'm just like, oh my god, like this is a real. This is this yeah. is like conversations like this are happening. Yeah. Um, about the you know centralization any, of wealth in general. And like, any time you can have a game that reacts in that way to you, the player, and gives you that latitude, that feels very <laughs> so, cool because it, yes. it, it 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 is so often in video games you are a chosen person with a specific path with a specific ideology, and the game doesn't want you to question that because that's complicated. And yeah. we have to write all these outcomes for it. And Obsidian is the developer that goes like, no, that's where we play. That's that, that's where we want to play. Live. But then they, they do. I mean, you and I are English majors. So, of course, we're going to talk about meta shit. They right. will give you a fourth wall breaking option. Where, yeah, exactly. One of, them, one of them I had was I had to go to the top of a tower. Yeah. And like there's three th- you're it's kind of like alluding to like these three comma rays and you're just sure. like fuck all right yeah so then you literally go to the end and the guy's like all right all i need so you go you fight up to the whole way to the tower and you're like this fucking sucked yeah um and the guy goes like all right we can turn the radio frequency on um, we're in and one of the dialogue options is let me guess you need me to go find three switches and flip them and you yeah. can hit it and he goes fucking no that's stupid just go in there and <laughs> yeah, hit the yeah. button there's just and one button and you literally yeah. just walk over it's like something out of controller or something yeah. and you literally just walk over hit the button and that's it that's the quest right, right. so not only really, they do the deadpool thing of like they get to be serious and well, it's Deadpool's never serious. No, but. no, no. But but the idea that they can be aware of it without completely breaking the yeah. fiction of the so, story there. You can have those moments where you are like, oh my god, we're talking we're talking about all these elemental things about society, and it's right. making me think about all this stuff. But also, here's a stupid pithy thing. Yeah, this is as close to Borderlands as we're gonna get. Right. Um. Thank God. 
<laughs> oh my god i don't know that fucking guitar like you said like yeah. there's like yeah yeah there's so much stuff that about the aesthetic of the game which i do think it's overall, just too close to everything else but it is such a, a mishmash of things yeah and the firefly stuff is so apparent and it's because i'm a fan of that show so i will notice when like hey you brought steers into the cargo hold that happens exactly in the second yeah. episode of firefly like uh that's in, the, in your cargo hold looks exactly like serenity complete with the catwalks around the top and everything and and your kitchen looks exactly the same as serenity only there's not a cabinet here where there would be and and the crew cabins are on the opposite end of the dining hall but other than that it's essentially yeah. the exact same thing and it's this thing where like i get the firefly and cowboy bebop and a lot of those shows were influential on game design but at this point i think game designers need to stop just ripping stuff off wholesale and actually do something with it and i mean they, they just I, I i get the sense again everything about from the setting yeah was how do we how do we do the most with yeah. the, the least, right? And this is cynical, and I don't know that this is really their aim, but this game feels in its some elemental pieces so much like Fallout, even though it's built on the Unreal Engine. It's not it's, built on the Gamebryo. It's wild, right? But like the fucking the plank jump where you just go rigid when you jump is exactly the same as Fallout. The fact you can loot the limbs of enemies you've blown apart <laughs> is exactly like Fallout. The fact that you know enemies. A run to a door and then disappear is exactly like Fallout. Like, there's so many things that are exactly like Fallout. Um, You're talking about like the Fallout Three, Fallout Four engine. Yes, yeah, yes. the Gamebryo yes. Fallout it's, game. Sorry, not the not the old one. It's old wild ones. that it's unreal. That, so that yeah. means that they consciously chose those. Exactly, right? like, isn't that wild? That was the part when I was uh, doing uh, a jump and I was like sticking on things because my legs don't lift. I was like, why did but, they choose this? But 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 <laughs> yeah. There are, la- there are ladders. I, why can't I mantle things? Yeah, the ladders there are at ladders. least work. <laughs> yeah. There are ladders. There were no fucking working ladders nope. in Fallout 4, motherfucker. They're like scripted ladders, oh which my. is fucking weird as hell, yeah, where you my, like hook onto them and Yeah, do my this, favorite but. ladders are Half-Life 1. Yes. Any any ladder like, that is a basically a sticky surface yep. you jump onto. And you just get up on there. And yeah. You can hold two guns for no reason when you're on it. It's oh, all good. It's so good. You're just running at full yes. speed up the ladder. Love it. Yeah, love I love it. that shit. And those have always worked great. Right. Uh, so at least they have ladders. But yeah, it's just baffling. Um, that's the part, that's the thing I'm like why did you bring this over consciously and so that's where I get to the point where I'm like are they really just trying to take everything because they know people have probably been asking for years for a new New Vegas it's one of their most popular games ever and so I don't have all the scuttlebutt on this end of it but my understanding is the working relationship with Bethesda was not great uh, really they did not get a ton of support from them and that they were essentially rushed to release by Bethesda um, against their will, and they think it was there is some amount of scuttlebutt that it was essentially to make sure that game was not better than Fallout Three, that it was not seen as the better of the ones, which didn't work because everybody thinks that oh Vegas is the best Fallout game out of that whole series. At least I do, for sure. I I like Fallout Three fine. I like Fallout Four fine, but I like New Vegas way, way, way more than either of those two games. So. That didn't work on me. But either way, so the thing with The Outer Worlds is it is similar, so similar to Fallout. There's a part of me that thinks they took the Fallout aesthetic and turned the knob a little bit to the left. Yeah. Because, like, Spacer's Cho- the, the mascot for Spacer's Choice is Vault Boy. Like, all the drugs have analogs. <laughs> it's not Vault Boy. He's Moon Man. There's, yeah. It's and different. I, I love the character that they get stuck in the moon mask. He's so man, fun. Did you read his emails <laughs> yeah. to his mom? It's and he's great. like, Mom... And when you bring, uh, there's certain characters, you the companions you can bring near him, and they'll just mess with him in really funny ways. Oh, it's ways. so mean. It's so, but he's, yeah, I, like, I think Ellie, like, made fun of him, and I was like, hey, go easy on him. He's way more into this than you think he is. Yeah. Like, it's, but it's a really funny character. So, they do more with it than just being like, all right, well, we need a vault boy. Here's the moon person. Like, See, I, I never got the They sense. go a little further into it, but I, yeah. 
and they, again, this is the cynical part where it's like they just they people wanted them to make a new Fallout New Vegas. They couldn't uh, for so, rights reasons and whatever. So they said, well, fine, we'll take everything we know about that game and we'll just take the knob and turn it a little bit to the left yeah. till it's a little different. But, but there's but, so many but things that map directly. Yeah. It's crazy. It, it's it's it had to be intentional at some level. But right? but I mean I mean also I think that's just how they do fucking games. Like if you I, yeah I get flashbacks to Vampire Masquerade Bloodlines. True. Just like. The way the dialogue is presented, the way that it zooms in on the face, like yeah, it, uh, yeah, and that's that's I don't know, man. That's another like part of the lineage that goes into Obsidian, yeah. So it, that's how I felt. Like they're just making the same game over. It reminded me of Arcanum, right? Deeply okay, reminded me of Arcanum. Idea, yeah. Arcanum is an interesting example because it's it was right on that steampunk crest, basically. So Arcanum was Todd Hall, Tom Hall, one of whatever the, tro- one of the, whatever Troika was, whatever the yeah. So, but it was like, but it was an RPG, right? Oh yeah, yeah, it was like. It's a CRPG. Uh, That that game had... God, I I can't even tell people to fucking play it because it was just to get past yeah, it's, it's just rough it's rough but I mean, the it's actual like, story of like basically a fantasy kingdom invents yeah. the technology for an internal combustion engine that's the fucking plot it's great um they really fuck it up because then there's an all-knowing evil so evil all right i'm but, i think i'm getting games mixed up is nacronox the one of the ion storm that is tom hall okay is, is that, anachronox. That's that anachronox and the, okay arcanum is the steampunk one yes. okay all right, all right. i got yes. those two crossed Arcanum no. is just, but also wasn't Anachronox a kind of a space western as yeah, well? Yeah, well, so Anachronox was like a JRPG, JRPG. made by a western yes. company, very silly, yes. very Hitchhiker's Guide-y. Um, yeah. very self-aware. Yeah, and like pretty, the, pretty fun the, game from what I remember, but yeah. like the, the biggest thing I remember about it graphically was like, ooh, colored lighting in the Quake 2 engine. Oh yeah, <laughs> that Quake 2 engine. No, and so Arcanum is just like, it's an industrial revolution in in a fantasy kingdom. Right. There's the internal combustion engine, but then they kind of fuck it up with an all-knowing, all-powerful evil, and it's like fucking whatever. Sure. It turns out you're a god, blah, blah, blah. Um, but the that idea... That doesn't sound very steampunk, <laughs> I'll be honest with you. That, that that fantasy element doesn't feel very steampunk. It's very... Well, the thing is that magic users can't use technology because technology repels them and vice versa. So you have sure. instances... They have a, literally a caboose on a train yeah. that if you are a magic user, you have to stay in the caboose <laughs> because your proximity to the steam engine... Oh, ruins Will it. ruin it. <laughs> That's funny. Because um, they can't exist. So it's... Hmm. It's that follow-up thing of, like, they always have that kind of little black edge of, like, ah, yeah. isn't this wacky? Or they acknowledge right. it in some way. But also, like, you get into really very fucking, very horrifying conversations about, like, oh, my God, where this engine's going to put a lot of people out of work, right? Yeah. Like, holy yeah. shit. Which, all these themes that they talk about in... In Outer Worlds. Yeah. Uh, in Outer Worlds. So, I don't know. I just feel like they've been making the same game. You know what they they got good at, which mm. Fallout New Vegas didn't have, and also Arcanum? Mm. Um, they, they just, they put loot where there's nothing. Yeah, no. The, um, in the, Fallout New Vegas, you, you, there are just places that just are empty. Yeah, the dead, nothing in them. The dead end spaces don't really exist in this game, and that was something I, I was talking about earlier. How like because this is probably the budget nature, it, dude. It. It's totally it, it, right. Like, but it's tight. Like it, it, it that that area that I talked about earlier with all those different factions. That's six rooms. Like that's yeah. a small amount of space. You know, I think about uh, the Fallout games, uh, especially the Bethesda ones, and this was a key bit of consternation between new vegas and those other two is that the buildings in new vegas make sense the, on the outside is how big it is on the inside roughly it's obviously a, a, a loaded map because when sure. you click the door yeah, it looks yeah. kind of thing but they try to make it be shaped like the building you walked into bethesda doesn't give a fuck you go to a like one room schoolhouse in fallout 3 <laughs> it's, yeah. it's multiple <laughs> levels right, right, it's right. got 40 hallways yeah and and <sighs> there is something to those games that's kind of therapeutic about just rummaging Dude, through everything because that's a systems that's a systems first game right exactly um, they are building that for the experience 
Yeah. Literally, the way that they... I, I don't know this for fact, but like just the way that you yeah. move through Outer Worlds, it feels like a D&D campaign. And every location has a specific yes. purpose, has a specific yeah. thing to it. There's no, no extra shit. Yeah. Like, there might be some corners that have some treasure chests that you never need to find. But other than that, any location you go to has a significance to like, it. Like, every Bethesda dungeon is, it goes in a big loop. Right. Right. You know, and, and it, there could be, there's, you know there's going to be a chest at the end. Yeah, and I had This the, does not happen. Exactly. That. I had that experience where I did that quest, and I was like, well, I should go turn this place over for all the shit in it that I didn't see. And it's like, no, you went to every room yeah, as part of the right. quest. The yeah. story took you through that whole place. Right. And you don't have to go open 40 lockers, even though you... There are lockers to open, for it, sure. It, it's really <laughs> closer to Deus Ex in that sense. Yeah, I would um, say uh, the, that's, new, the newer ones. Yeah. Like, it's closer to you just have the where the scenario takes place. Yeah. It's, a, it's a, not a one big world map, it's right? It's more of a set piece, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, you yeah. just kind of work your way through it. And you can go back and unlock shit later with lockpicks or whatever. Right, right. And there are things in, like, in on the early planets where you're like, oh, uh, you know, I'd probably come back for this or whatever. But it, it feels, yeah, it definitely feels less aimless than the oh, Fallout yeah. stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. And I, I like that a lot, especially as, and I, I think I said it to you when it came out, like, thank God there's a fucking giant single player, a single player RPG with a lot of depth and fun that's not 90 oh fucking God, hours right? long at the minimum. Thank God. I like, mean, you can make this pretty long if you yeah. do every fucking thing. But if you do thing. everything, it sounds like it might be 40 hours. Yeah. Which I think is like, that's fucking incredibly relaxing for me to hear because it's just like, you know, I can carve out the time for those games, but I don't, if it, it gets harder to justify the time investment if the whole thing isn't great. And uh, so it's really nice of them to be like, hey, everything here, good shit. It's good shit. We don't have empty rooms. We don't have a skeleton with a journal. We don't have that kind of stuff. But the stuff that is here is is thoroughly thought out in a way like that. I I really responded to that when they talked about it that way. Yeah. Uh, And playing it, I've had several experiences where I'm like, oh, now for the loot roadie. Oh, I don't have to do it. Cool. Yeah, that's right. really great to just be able to move on to the next exciting thing or, yeah. or even for story pacing specifically like ah this guy sent me out and I'm going to spend two days dicking around in a fucking locker room like that doesn't make sense <laughs> you right. know role playing but if it's like okay I got there I did everything and I come back it feels like an actual story that makes sense yeah it, again this is it's a great module by D&D people that, that yeah. I am playing through the, the only thing is this is not GTA 5 or Fallout 3 or just like I just want to walk around right and just fucking see what's yes. out there the, the, um, th- this the is finite pick a direction and walk does not work does not work in this absolutely um, but you don't buy it for that you yeah. buy it for a, in a compelling story with interesting decisions then and, and right so you can you and I can have this conversation about like how did this play out for you and it's like whoa that's fucking crazy and to that end I was thinking about this today alongside things like The Witcher and a game that also has a more of a, a, a structural intent than you can pick a direction and walk in yeah, The Witcher you can. But there's but n- that is not the game's point, right? Whereas that is you feel very much like Skyrim is like here you go, yeah. Here's a encyclopedia of a world, and you can walk through it and fill it in. Whereas The Witcher is a, a lot of quest lines, but it, it is leading you around in a more definitive fashion, and it, so it feels somewhere in between a Bethesda and a Bioware. Yeah. That's where I put The Witcher, and this feels like it's it's not all killer no filler, but that's the idea. Is like we don't want you. You know, going off in these random quests that don't do anything just to fill in to say we have yeah, 90 yeah. quests in this area. Yeah, and in fact, you shouldn't because it's really better to just go talk to everyone right. and figure out because you're but instead then you're gonna end up having to go back twice. All the stuff they give you is very well, and that you know that's the extraordinary thing about The Witcher Three is it's massive and all the pieces Dude, feel like if, they're intricately they, tuned. I, yeah, we're gonna wrap up, but I I just think that. This is such a good primer for cyberpunk. Yeah. Because now it's like I have that fucking taste again. I'm just like, oh, 
I really yeah. I want to chew on a like yeah. Far Cry Far Cry Five is fun to run around in. Ghost yeah. Recon Wildlands was fun to run around in. Absolutely. But there is something about the, having a little bit of both, yeah. right? In that like Cyberpunk just looks like awesome to walk around in. Yeah. I mean the right? world thing is what you know um, how the new the yeah. new Zelda I will go back to and just walk around yeah. and just be it's like just this like, is it's a place fucking I go on a beautiful. Walk. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And if I have to get into a little combat, a little combat, right? Yeah. Like same thing with GTA Five. I want to go back and like I'm just gonna rob a convenience store for the fuck of it. Right. I love that. Is not this in like, GTA Five? I love just driving around at night oh my in the God, hills dude. outside of if Los you, Angeles. If you turn the fucking gorgeous. sound off, you get like that. Yeah. Vaguely electric. Same thing if you're flying a plane, which that, I like, love doing. The, the Tangerine Dream, like the score. Yeah. yeah I love and, that shit. and it's just like, especially if you're flying over the Hollywood Hills. So what I would say is. Of course, I'm disappointed that it's not that, but that's not what Obsidian does. Right. And right? and given that they did something that has, again, like a more uh, defined political stance, all the things that would not happen in a big budget game because we got to hit all four quadrants, yada, yeah. yada, yada, they can do because they have kind of done it in this, uh, this the more compact way. Did you, did you see that? Someone, mm. uh, so this game is being attacked for being SJW propaganda. Obviously. Oh, yes, of course. But I did not notice that. There's too many powerful women in this game, John. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Everyone's, I, I can't pay attention because I'm being ground into dust by yeah. capitalism. Even your ship. Um, it's another lady. <laughs> what is she doing? Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> no, but like, I didn't notice that the, the, there are no, there's non-gender clothes and all the bathrooms yeah. are shared. Uh, like, also, just, uh, but, yeah, when I was in the character creator, I noticed that all of the clothes and facial features, everything is unisex. Same, yeah. So, because, yeah. I mean, that's also just the setting. It's right. like, we're not going to make two fucking separate. No, no. It, it, right? like, like, for the developer, it's more economical because they don't have to do that. And then for, I meant the for 2019, yeah. it's better also because... I meant can, for the corporations yes. to do it. They are right. literally yeah. just like, we're going to make one set of clothes that's going to fit on both of you. It's right. going to be fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah exactly. Crazy. Why would we bother designing both? Right. So, again, but cool. also, yeah, it's the triple header of, like, it works thematically, it works for the game, and it works for the developers. Contemporarily, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, and, yes, in 2019, it's like, wow, we are, I don't know, I don't know if yeah. you saw that crossover. There's a an infographic, like a meme going around that's like, wow, capitalism really has a lot of variety. And it was just all these white crossovers <laughs> yeah. from every fucking manufacturer. And they all looked at it and it's just like, fuck. Um, but I, I can see where the storyline is creeping and I'm just like, holy shit, they might, they might 180 on this whole thing. Hmm. Not yeah. 180, but they're going to say on some level, yeah. like, you need a board. Whereas you, unlike Fallout 5, uh, Far Cry 5, within the first 10 minutes of that game, you're like, oh, they're not going to do anything with this. No. They're going to do their same fucking thing, yeah, which it, is have somebody is pontificate a, to you in a way that doesn't actually make sense if you think about it, but it's very dark. I don't know what the fuck it is. Like. We've talked about that game a lot, but Yo, it's gonna make you want to talk about it on social media, Ben, for the nope. second screen experience, nope. Ben. But don't say bad things about it, and don't, just don't say bad things. Don't don't get in fights about it. It's not a political game. We don't make political games. Tom Clancy, where is he? Oh my God, <laughs> he's dude. not a political uh, uh, storyteller at all. Uh, anyways, so you, but hey, guess what? Tom Clancy was right about the Russians. <laughs> yeah, <right? laughs> Holy shit! Like you can say like. But, uh, I'm not saying he's wrong. No, but no, he's but the, just the, a, uh, his uh, hyper realism uh, yeah. uh, approach to diplomacy in his mind was yeah. turned out to be right because Russia never yeah, gave up. Exactly. Um, they just never gave up. That's Holy right. shit! It's all hunt for the red October. Um, but I think that's a, that's a that's a short term problem, Ben. I think the real problem is corporations. Yeah. I, who's going to be here in a while? Like the the money that founded Amazon or a, a small Listen, third world. Uh, country? We've had a, a time with Disney this year, <laughs> and like just reading last week that they are starting to essentially vault Fox movies so that they can't be shown at revival theaters, and like they are re- like the more arms they get around things and are trying to push everything to their basically their streaming platforms and their theater and nothing else. It's disgusting. It's, Terrifying. It, yes. Because did they you, are probably going to succeed. Because you, the fact that they're... I mean, this is... I'm going to go off too much on this. But, like, <laughs> the fact that they were able to merge in the first place with Fox is 
insane. It yep. should have never, ever, 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 ever happened. And now we're beyond that, and we're already seeing the ramifications in all sorts of fucked up ways we never thought. It's going to get way worse but, than this. <laughs> but, but we're already, like, I mean, we're already a two-system phone. Right. Like, there, all the other systems got squished. It's right. just Android and iOS. Now, this, this bullshit about the California uh, highway safety standards or whatever. Yeah. Th- if, so, basically, a bunch of companies came out and said... Fuck it, we don't want the regu- we don't want the emissions regulations. And if that comes to pass, long term, economists are like predicting like you will buy a car that's in this market, or you will buy a car in this market, and no- never the twain yeah, shall meet. You cannot drive that's this car into fucking the insane, state of California or whatever. Yeah. It's bananas. Um, yeah. It's insane. And like, but we're kind of already there. Google controls ninety eight percent of search yep. in the world. Yes. Um, and Facebook is just has basically collected our data for yeah. over a decade and now they're going to do what they want with and it. have said yes of course politicians can lie yeah. and of course they can advertise diet toothpaste in why this does fucking... everyone have a problem with that i don't understand um, and so like the conversations are like what is reality if disney owns it and says no no this, no this movie no, that, no. That, that, song of the south i don't know what you're talking no. about that never happened right dumbo was never racist we digitally altered all the footage in the world um, magpies no they don't yeah. exist there we are getting to the hideo kojima he predicted it in yep. metal gear solid 2 he predicted that we would get to this point he maybe where, didn't think it would be mickey but otherwise he's right well on. not just mickey but also russians and right, yes. fake news groups and bots and, and, Amazon, and ai yeah. that tricks us <laughs> yep like if you think about it hideo kojima was right about everything which is i wish that was the title of this podcast yeah well we're gonna get death stranding in a week or two and i'll get to see how right Bob, he is see, about... he's that's why i think i need to play that on pc <laughs> unfortunately it's because i want to bring the world together i want to connect with people because i'm tired of being connect the strands man yeah so maybe he's being more hopeful as opposed to i can't wait to see what that fucking thing is <laughs> can't you pee uh, on mushrooms ben i don't I've know largely ignored most of it because same here i don't want to know this is so, a, wait so, so you didn't watch the trailer that he cut himself no no i really only because it was hilarious i've only watched a few um of the earlier stuff and i've just kind of went off because it, like it's weird in the way that all his stuff is so i just want to get like, in with no expectations whatever like, but it, it's weird like the the way people talk about kojima they're just like he's so weird he's gonna be even weirder than weird and it's like i get that that's part of his brand uh i also don't get why people do that with suda and other people who I are super know. weird like i get it's because kojima probably has a bigger budget sure but like a lot, you know, some of the talk around the game is like, oh, he's too weird. He's off the chain. Whatever. I mean, he did and just put like, Conan O'Brien in the fucking game. Yeah. I mean, like, which I think this this does read as someone who's like a kid in a candy store. But also, if you look at the design of Metal Gear Solid Five, that guy's really fucking smart at making <laughs> yeah. video games, yeah. not just weird shit. And I, I think that's what's being drained out of the conversation is he's so weird, and it's like. <laughs> If this ends up being a Metal Gear Solid 4, which is way more weird shit and way less cool gameplay, I will be bumped. But if it has anything close to what Metal Gear Solid 5 had in as far as intelligence of design and systems and all this other stuff, I am going to be ex- very excited. That's a big it. question mark. I don't know. So given that's the last game you made, I hope that's where we go. But uh, Metal Gear Solid 5 is also an unwieldy, unfinished, weird fucking thing. So I don't know that anything like that ever happens again. So I don't know. It's going to be really interesting. We'll way. see. All right, Ben, I think that's going to have to do oh, it. Oh, boy. Yeah, we're over by 15 minutes. Oh, my God. Um, buy Order Worlds if you have even any yeah. remote interest in... Or, a uh, quick plug for Game Pass on PC. <laughs> oh, yeah. You, it's yeah. a fucking dollar for the first month, $4 for the following month, and then 10 bucks after that. So you could play all of Outer Worlds yeah. in one month. And you get Forza Horizon 4, which you is a great Horizon, game. Horizon, you can play Gears 5, you can play all sorts of shit. Awesome. It's, uh, it's, it's a solid service. I... I, I I don't, I, I, so you, uh, Windows Store has been not great. 
No, that, it that has was not kinda, been great. It's been, been fucking awful. I thought the Game Pass basically just ran through that, and it kind of does because it still yep. downloads from the same servers and whatever, but it has its own app. It's re- it's decently laid out. It, it categorizes everything very well, and uh, I, I'm pretty impressed with it. It's weird. Like I immediately, started, as soon as I started playing Outer Worlds, I was like, oh, this is great. Really get to dig my thing, and then at, like... 20 minutes later, it's like, oh, I don't, I don't own this though. <laughs> like yeah, that, that, yeah. that part of my brain is still like right. flipping back and forth between the circuit where it's like, I don't care because I'll beat it and I, I might play it again, but I think when I play it again, I'll probably pick it up and mod yeah. it and do also, cause that's the thing. Like I, I, you can get access to the files. It's not completely locked down. Like windows store stuff is, but you can't, I'm not going to be able to download Nexus mods. And right, it in there. Right, so, right. and given the lineage of modding with Fallout, with do you Vegas think they're gonna, specifically, do you think they're going to let us mod this? It's an Unreal game. I don't think it's that hard. Yeah. I think already there's a Nexus mod site for it. So no shit. it's, um, it's at least going to be tinkered with whether or not it's official. Yeah. But so I think down the line, I'll probably pick it up because those games go on sale often yeah. enough. So, uh, but if you can get past that part, and if you just want to play it for cheap, like it's a really fucking solid deal. Yeah, it's excellent. And, All right, um, yeah, I think that'll do it. Thanks for shilling for Microsoft, Ben. You're as, welcome. As, thank for allowing me for to accept your, this giant bag yes. with a dollar sign. Thank on you for it. shilling for a corporation on a podcast about a game. Excuse about shilling me, for my friend Bill is calling. He has ah, some yeah. questions about malaria. <laughs> yeah, a big bit cartridge just falling. Oh <laughs> shit! All right, All right Ben, take bunch us of out. Microsoft points. Yeah, right. Yes. <laughs> All right, we out. <laughs>